Welcome to the Viral Solutions Podcast. Today we're going to talk about fundraising psychology. And we're going to discuss the five tips that can transform your fundraising efforts if you're a nonprofit charitable organization. Because nonprofits often save thousands of lives. And those should be the people that are receiving the most funding because they're well in alignment with their cause, right? I mean, it makes sense. But in many cases, it's just not reality. In fact, many nonprofits that save thousands of lives receive much less than others that save only one. I realize that may come across as a little callous, but the effectiveness of your cause and the funds you receive to support your cause have nothing to do with each other. The key to effective fundraising is understanding the psychology behind the fundraising itself and why the donor makes that contribution. Why does someone give and how do you use that knowledge? Now, according to an organization called Future Fundraising Now, which you can find at futurefundraisingnow.com, all run together, donors use mostly their primal brain when they're deciding whether they want to contribute to a cause. And the primal brain is quite primitive. It's all about survival. And therefore, it's not always rational. It's somewhat irrational. To understand the primal brain, it's important to note that it responds heavily to emotion. It thinks about itself first. It loves contrast, simplicity, visuals, and it has a bad memory. Here's how you translate that into fundraising efforts. Make it emotional, because that's what drives the primal brain. And that means you need to give stories that speak to the heart. Make it personal. The primal brain is about survival. It cares about itself, and it is more concerned with threats than opportunities. In the end, fundraising is all about making your supporters feel good. Great article by Greg Warner at MarketSmart, iMarketSmart.com. Just look for an article titled, What Really Makes Your Supporters Feel Good? Also, make it tangible, contrastable. Your messaging needs to be clear, concrete, and simple because the primal brain doesn't respond to things that are complex or abstract. The best way to keep things clear and avoid confusion is to be contrastable. Include very few, very clear contrasts, like before and after, risky versus safe slow and fast in your messaging. To make it tangible, it's important that donors know where their money is going. 
There is no tangible exchange that's being made since they are not walking away with a product after they make a purchase. Donations, in essence, abstract. Therefore, it's critical that you create a connection between their donation and the impact that it did or will make. So be specific. Tell them what a $100 donation is going to purchase instead of saying it will fight the overall cause. Make it memorable. The primal brain needs to hear things over and over again, and it responds best to stories because it remembers them more easily. So tell impactful stories. Put your most important information at the beginning of your message. Be brief, be convincing, and repeat your point at the end. Make sure you summarize and make it visual because the primal brain is very visual. So use visual storytelling. That should be your primary message. That's graphics, that's pictures of people in need, pictures of people you've helped, videos. So let's talk about the five valuable fundraising psychology tips to knock your fundraising out of the park. Because now that you understand fundraising psychology, it's time for some tips to help you put all of this into play so that your fundraising efforts are on a new level from here on out. All right, here we go. First one, tell stories. We talked about this. This is the basics of psychology. But these stories need to highlight individual victims. If you're using facts and statistics to demonstrate the severity of your cause, you're leaving most of your fundraising dollars on the table. Statistics provide proof of the issue. Reading such figures doesn't compel people to open up their wallets. What compels people is hearing stories of individuals who've been impacted by your cause. This is a psychological concept known as the identifiable victim effect. Give people someone to root for, someone they can connect with emotionally. Of course, with the individual's permission, tell the story. Include their name, pertinent aspects about them, the hardships they have endured, and how your organization has affected their life. When you tell a victim's story, it becomes more relatable. It speaks to the heart and the emotions, and it pulls the internal strings that make people want to contribute to the solution. It puts a face to the issue, which compels people exponentially more than faceless facts and numbers. Even before you go into the storytelling, you got to tone in on your storytelling message. What's your goal? What's your objective? What do you know? What do you know about your audience? Because there's nothing more captivating than a very impactful story told in a visual way. Number two, ask for their time before you ask for their money. Huh?
It's been found that when people are first asked to give their time for a cause, they often give more money than those who were asked just for the monetary donation. Because asking for their time makes them feel more involved and connected to the cause. Even if they end up donating only money. Because it puts the focus on the overall experience and the feel-good emotions of giving back. Invite your potential supporters to volunteer or to come to an informal meeting where they can learn more about how to get involved. Whether they volunteer or not, this meeting will help better understand your cause and will be more emotionally connected. It gives them an incentive to give more because a lot of people won't give of their time, but they'll give of their money. It's just that you need to give them a choice. You might also take them on some small steps in your journey, such as maybe signing a petition, making some type of um, commitment, maybe a social share that, hey, I stand for or against X, Y, Z. Because each small step that connects them to your cause, making donations, feel in alignment with the support they've given your cause so far. Number three, give a bigger push for donations as you are coming closer to your goal. Another concept in fundraising psychology is the goal (laughs) proximity effect. It means you have a greater chance of getting donations when you're really close. This happens because people want to align themselves with winners. A lot of people don't want to be the first donor. They wait for the barometer to jump up and get close. They want to be the ones that put you over. They want you to reach your goal once you're almost there. Call on your most devoted donors at the beginning of your fundraising campaign so that they get the ball rolling. Those are the people that give the initial momentum up the barometer. The rest will help you finish strong and put you over the top and may end up being becoming those consistent donors. Number four, provide opportunities for your supporters to put in effort. This concept is called martyrdom effect, and it means that people get satisfaction from hard work. You know this is true based on your own accomplishments. It's the ones that don't come so easily that give you the most satisfaction when you complete them. If you give your supporters opportunities to participate and work hard to achieve a goal, their support will feel more meaningful to them, which inspires them to raise more money. For this aspect of fundraising psychology, think marathons. Endurance events, other types of physical challenges. Number five, go against the grain of what you think. Sometimes, every once in a while, throw them a curve. Because in fundraising, things aren't always cut and dried. 
And sometimes it just makes sense to go against your own grain of what you think would be normal. So let me give you some examples. Don't assume the effectiveness of your nonprofit speaks for itself. Don't assume that donors are giving for social impact. In reality, the decision to donate is influenced by many factors. Prestige, feeling good, media exposure, make other connections. That's what a lot of businesses do it for. Memorialize some loved one they lost. Tax benefits, leaving a legacy. Charities that make a large social impact often receive less financial support than nonprofits with less social impact, but they tell better stories. Striking an emotional chord is the key. Don't overemphasize the issue. You might think it makes sense to focus on the size of the issue you're working to resolve, but that has actually been shown to backfire. And that's because people want to know they can help the largest portion of the people affected by the issue, even if that is a small number of people. For example, they'd rather save all 100 than save 1,000 out of 10,000. Okay? Again, this is the primal brain, and it is not rational. Donations tend to go up according to the scope of the issue. For example, if someone's willing to donate $100 to help one person, might only donate 250 to a cause for thousands of people. Consider breaking big issues into smaller causes, small villages, individual families, individual people themselves. Bring it to scale because that becomes relatable in size to the donor. Now, if you're after a big corporation, you've got their commitment, they've got thousands of employees, yeah, that corporation wants to take on something big because it can relate to the size. When you understand fundraising psychology, you can create fundraising campaigns that drive people to support your cause in bigger and better ways than you ever thought possible. You'll match their emotional desires and help them make a contribution to something that speaks to their hearts and brings meaning to their lives. Have a great time fundraising. Just understand the psychology of the primal brain. Thanks for listening to the Viral Solutions Podcast. You can find us at viralsolutions.net or call us at 888-816-1222. Make it a great day.